With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the game. I'm Russ Cullen. We've got Nico Riesco. Nico, how are you? Russ Cullen, my man. And Michael Jello, how are you? Russell. All right, let's talk a little baseball. Uh, you know, as long as things stay somewhat okay in the world, there's at least an agreement to have a season, so we at least could have a show and talk about baseball, so we'll do that. Uh, again, baseball, I'm not sure what they're doing with their going to have spring training at their stadiums because, yes, the northern ones are pretty good. I wouldn't be playing anything in Florida right now, and they have a team in Miami, and Miami's the worst place in the country right now for COVID-19, so I don't know where they would go to spring training, and Toronto Blue Jays have a big problem, and so, Nico, there's, there's still other things to overcome here. That's right. This virus has not gone anywhere. Obviously, we finally got the testing uh, that we need available, and now we're finally testing people, and people are testing positive. We're seeing more positives even before um, they, they had that they closed the whole country down. Um, so, yes, it could be a second wave. It could be a, a, a second coming shutdown, and I think that's the biggest fear of the game. Yeah, and, Mike, I mean, right now, the ICUs are getting full in Miami-Dade County, so even if you're a major leaguer and, you know, you hurt yourself and you have to get some sort of surgery, it's not going to be easy even for a major leaguer to get elective surgery. No, I mean, right now the situation, I mean, we've we've heard over the last few days how things are blowing up in states like Arizona and Texas and Florida, which ironically, when they were talking about playing in bubbles or playing in in southern climes a couple months ago, those are the three states that they were talking about playing in. So um, now that's not to say that, you know, because some of these states have reacted to the recent uh, spike, if you want to call it, to implement using masks again and social distancing. So it's very possible that it could reverse itself and and start to calm down there. And I think Major League Baseball baseball is going to be looking at that and hoping that that's the case because they have, you know, so many, they they have, I think, five, yeah, five five pro teams in those three states. So, but right now, you know, with, especially with the Blue Jays, that situation they can't play in Toronto right now. They probably don't want to play in Dunedin. There's been some talk about them playing in Buffalo, but nothing has been really etched in stone. So they're really up in the air. Right. And Nico, so now we're talking about the schedule, which is still not out. Um, it's a little weird because they're going to have interleague play. So now the NL East is going to play the AL East, but with only a 60 game schedule, the NL games take up like, I don't know, 10, 15, something like that percent of the schedule. Why are we even bothering with interleague games? Now, you have a universal DH. To me, it's like there is no advantage. I don't even think there's a television audience advantage anymore because they've essentially killed the National League. 
I, I think the only the only good reason is that the travel costs. Because when you look at some of the right. big expenses in the game, the main thing is travel costs. And if you can have those interstate rivalries right there within a few miles from each other, um, hey, it's only going to save more money for the game. So yeah, I do think you're right. I think it is about cost savings here. And so, Mike, when we break down the schedule, you would hope that they're at least going to have teams play interdivision, I don't know, the last four weeks of the season or something. Because if they don't do that, then I don't even get what they're doing scheduling-wise. Well, yeah. I mean, well, it, it, and it's even more imbalanced than, than you would think. It's, it's 33%. It's 60 games. Wow. 40, 40 against your own division. And if it's like, say, it's the AL East and you're playing – you know, the, the, the four other teams, if you're the Yankees, you're playing the four other teams ten times. You're, pay, you're playing the NL East 20 games, so it's the, those five teams four times, two home, two away. So, I mean, the, the benefit in terms of that kind of schedule is, like Nico said, you know, New York, New, if it's Mets versus Yankees, it's going from the Bronx to Queens or Philadelphia, but there are, there are trips to Florida there and, and, and trips to Baltimore. So, you know, it, they can't, other than the Florida uh, uh, instances, they can uh, probably take a bus or take a train to the other uh, locations. So that's the benefit right. there. But, but it's, I think it's really imbalanced. and it, I, I'm sure the, the, the methodology here is, well, you're not playing against the AL Central and you're not playing against the AL West. So you have to find somebody other than the teams in your own division to play against, and why not the NL East for convenience sake? I don't like it, but that's the, that's the way it is. Right. So, so, Nico, I mean, we look at the Baltimore Orioles. They might only win 10 games. Like, they could be, their season could be over five games into it if they were to lose five in a row. So I think you're going to see a lot of teams just out of it before the, the, the race gets even started. I mean, it's, it's going to be a mad dash to the finish. And the cream's going to be right there at the top from the very beginning, and they're just going to go gangbuckster straight through, like the Nationals to probably only lose ten games or something like that. They have a lot of unless teams they start off like playing. last year. Their first sixty last year were awful. Oh no! But now they're the world champs. I mean, they're a totally different club now than they were at the beginning yeah. of last year. Well, yeah, but unless they start off bad again, you could be a great club and start off bad and not do anything in these in these conditions. Well, just, just think oh, of yeah. it this way. Sorry, go, go ahead, Nico. Sorry. No, no, the parody is there. I mean, it's not going to be a cakewalk for the Nationals to walk over everybody. I mean, the Phillies are there. The Mets are there. The Braves are there. I mean, everybody's coming to play. I mean, this could be actually one of the most uh, greatest uh, seasons that we see. I mean, we've seen historically the game gets better and better and better. Every single year we see the greatest – World Series that we've ever seen. And uh, I don't see any reason why I expect this World Series to be any different. Well, I would fight that, Mike, because like George Springer, after he plays one game, he doesn't even have to play anymore this season to advance his service time. And I imagine there's quite a few players like that and players with just showing up at spring training, they get paid like Cespedes gets normally $11 million just showing up for spring training. If he feels like he can't go, he's going to get like a prorated three and a half, four million, and we may never even see him. I, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a good chunk of players that we're not even going to see play this year. Jed Lowry, guys like that, and they still get paid. 
Well, and apparently the, the, the rules are if they have COVID or if somebody in their family has it. I mean, there, there are a number of different check marks that if they, um, they meet, they would, they would be able to avoid having to play. That being said, I mean, a guy like Springer could very easily say, okay, well, I'm, I got my two games. I'm going to shut it down. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll go for free agency. I get my service time and screw you. It's very possible. But just going, just going back to the, what we were talking about before in terms of the schedule, here, here's the advantage for, based on the, on the schedule for a team like the Mets and a team like the Yankees. 14 of their games, 14 of 60, almost 25%, are against the two worst franchises in professional baseball, the Baltimore yeah. Orioles and the, and the Miami Marlins. That's going to yeah. be an advantage for those teams playing against those basically triple-A, double-A type teams. Yeah, you win all 14, you're, you're looking pretty. Even if you win 12, you're, you're looking pretty. Um, Nico, this year I wouldn't even hand out postseason awards. I think they're going to be such an abomination. I wrote about this on Sportsology, but as an example, you know, a starter is not going to have over 12 starts. So probably a reliever is going to win the Cy Young, which most of us hate. Even though I, you know, I think if a guy is deserving, fine. But it's going to be a lot easier to get 35 saves than it is going to be to get 10, 12 wins. You can't get 12. Nobody's winning all 12. So even to get 10 wins is going to be nearly impossible. But I also think we're going to see six-man rotations. I also think we're going to see more of the starters. I, I think, again, starting a runner at second base in extra innings, this isn't going to be the greatest season because, again, there are going to be some really bad moments, I think. Yeah, no, I don't like that starting the runner at second base. I mean, to me, that's minor league, that's bush league, that's little league, that's not major league baseball. I would much rather see a completion uh, of the game or a, right. some type of home run derby, uh, bring in your best slugger, take nine swings, and, and then call it a game. Yeah, I would rather do that. I'll give you that. Oh God! Yeah, we, that's, that's, we, I mean that's getting more and more um, um, buzz. I think uh, Jason Turner of the Dodgers mentioned it, and I think in our discussions in our um, global baseball league um, uh-huh. discussions, uh, we have decided that that's going to end our games. Uh, we can't get into a period where we have extended inning games. Uh, we have certain price points, certain expenses that we've got to meet. And we feel a home run derby adds a tremendous amount of excitement for the fans uh, if we don't see a walk-off win or anything like that. Yeah, Mike, I mean, the Yankees could throw out Aaron Judge in a home run derby. Like, why, why not? Yeah, uh, we both know from the, from the shootout in hockey how much of a disaster that would be. Uh, what are they? Are they gonna? Are they gonna get like Ron Guidry to throw like forty <laughs> mile an hour watermelons over the over the plate so Judge can hit it into the second? De- I mean, come on! It's like, you know, I mean, I have enough of a problem putting a guy on second base in extra innings. I honestly, if it got to the point that this I was, is like, you know, but this is gonna, you know, this is gonna turn into Mike. This is like MLB's version of the Hunger Games. I mean, we're getting closer and closer <laughs> to it. Yeah, but nobody looks as good as Jennifer Lawrence. So there you go. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> But getting getting it back to real baseball, which I'm not sure this is, uh, Nico, we, we're looking at all this, and MLB came out with their plans late. They did a bad job by owners not spending the money on testing players early, so a lot of players tested early for COVID that probably didn't need to, 
But since nobody was being tested, they were, and they came up with it. Remember, just because guys are healthy and they're going to recover from COVID still doesn't mean they'll be able to play the rigors of baseball. Like, that's, you know, that's unproven. I mean, because it does still affect breathing weeks and months after. It, it can affect a lot of other things. So there's no guarantee that any of those players will be able to play. No, and you said um, the players aren't wearing masks. So when you walk around and everybody is wearing masks and the players are out there not wearing masks, they're exposed. So we're, yeah. we're going to see. I don't, I don't think they should have been tested if they don't have any symptoms. I don't know why all these players are showing up positive and why they're just testing all these players. Well, because they, they probably went out to restaurants and bars and those were the toxic places in some of those cities. That's why. Well, if they don't have any symptoms, they're feeling good. I mean, to me, it's the, the tests are not accurate. I mean, it's, it's actually opening up more of a can of worms than, than not testing, I think. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Mike, what are you looking forward to the most, and what are you looking forward to the least in this, in this season? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't <laughs> – I'm not sure what I'm looking – I'm just looking forward to actual games being played. It's going to be weird to see, you know, no, no fans in the stands. I've, I've, I've watched a couple innings of the Korean baseball, and it's, it's brutal. And, you know, but it is brutal. I, I tried. I, think it's, I did. I think, it's, I think it's brutal just because the play is bad. I mean, it's, I think it's double-A level at best. And, yeah. you know, if you get out there and you see, you know, the Yankees and the Mets playing, then it's – you know, you can sort of block out the fact – that, uh, that that there are no fans in the stands. But I'll tell you one thing, though. Some of the stuff that I heard today about what Major League Baseball is planning in terms of wh- what they're instructing their players to do, it's basically the honor system. It's like, okay, you know, they're, they're expecting some of these teams to sort of police themselves about the players – you know, not going out and not like going to parties and not doing this and not exposing themselves to COVID. But there's no like, there's no like individual bubble in place. There's no like sequestering in the hotels. They are free to do what they want to do. And, and apparently, like, if there's no internal structure from, like, say, uh, the example would be like Brett Gardner and Aaron Judge being the leaders on the Yankees telling all the players, you know, don't go out, don't do anything, make sure you don't right. get exposed. If they don't do that, then there's nothing preventing these guys from going out and doing the things that can expose them to getting infected. And if that happens, then you could have something spread rampant through a locker room in a couple weeks, and then one team is basically out of it. And if they're going to do that, then this is, a, this is an exercise in futility. Well, Nico, the one thing that's interesting that Mike brings up is we thought the rosters would be bigger, but they're going to go from bigger and then tear it down. I don't understand the philosophy in that other than the owners just don't want to pay these players, but you would think they'd want to have more players available so they don't have what Mike just talked about, and they're going to have fewer ones. They're going to start out with, like, what did they say, 50, Mike, and then they're going to pare it down to, like, 28 or 30? Well, it, it, from from what I understand, it could be like the the entire roster could be as much as sixty players, but then they pare down to a major league roster of twenty yeah, eight to thirty players. But I was watching the ESPN New York today, and they were saying that like say the Yankees are going to have a thirty man squad in Scranton that they're going to be paying four hundred bucks a week 
And they're not going to be playing games. What are they going to be doing? They're going to be sitting around doing nothing. It's like, okay. No, no, I did. I could answer that. They said that they'll be able to play games within their themselves. So, like, you know, basically, like, when you got out to a field and you called a bunch of buddies and you play, all right, if you had enough players, you could play a full game. If not, you could play half field. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to do. Great. Nico, so, what do you think? Those guys are on standby. So, yeah, they're going to have 50-man rosters. They're going to dwindle it down to 28 available that can play on a daily basis that are on the bench, uh, available to play that day. And then they've got the a remaining, you know, 20 or so players that are going to be in Scranton and they're going to be on standby and um, they're going to be playing catch and playing inter-squad games and doing things that they have to do to stay in shape and be ready for that phone call. And when they get that call, they'll be ready. Well, here's the thing, Nonique. If I'm the Mets, and I, one of my predictions for this year was – Jacob DeGrom is still going to get at-bats because if they have guys like Cano and Lowry and Cespedes on their, on their roster, there are going to be various times where these guys are going to be injured because that's just the way they are. And the Mets are going to be looking at calling up either somebody on that squad or just letting DeGrom hit, who's a 200 hitter and had like two homers, six RBIs last year. I would just let DeGrom hit at that point. <laughs> you don't have any... Any professional hitter on the bench, so uh, yeah, you go ahead and let him hit. But if you've got a professional, well, okay, I'll give you an example. Hitter. Let's say the Mets have Tim Tebow warming up on that four hundred dollar a week oh, team. Come on, are you going to let Tim Tebow hit, or are you going to let Jacob Degrom hit? I'm letting Degrom hit. <laughs> I got to let Tebow hit because think of think of the ticket sales. Think of think of um, oh, yeah, but that's how many no. I'm asking you as a hitter. I'm not talking about selling tickets. They're going to have them on the bigger roster so they could sell jerseys. I get that. But when it comes down to a hit, are you looking for Tim Tebow to get a hit at the major league level or DeGrom? I'm looking for Tim Tebow. Oh. He's a hitter, and I pay him to hit. No, he's a hitter. I mean, I give him the respect. I mean, allegedly, he's He's a 200-hitter in double-A. I watched him this year. He's horrible. A 200-hitter doesn't tell you all the dynamics of what that player can bring to the table. You have to look more at the stats. You have to look at uh, his on-base percentage. You have to look at, oh. at his slugging, uh, especially a left-handed bat coming you in go later look at in the it. inning. You go look at it and report back. I'm telling you, it's not good. No, um, Am I going to put Tim Tebow in my starting lineup at the major league level? No. But if I need him to come in and hit uh, in replace of a Pitcher, yes, that's I'm gonna. That's what he's there for, and he better produce. Oh. <laughs> Mike. Well, I mean, this could have been all solved if there was the D, if there was the DH in the National League, but because the agreement didn't happen, that that's not. No, no, the, the DH is happening. Then why the hell would Degrom ever at bat have won at bat? Because why? I just gave you a situation where three guys are hurt. All of a sudden, they come up lame. And it's either we're calling up guys from the minors, or we're just going to let Degrom hit in this game, and okay, then well, you know. I, I think I think there were about, probably about seven or eight ahead of Tim Tebow that that would that would be select. You know, is Den Decker gone from the uh, Mets organization? Oh yeah, no, he's I, long gone. Long yeah, gone. you know, I, I, let's just say it, you say that, but I'm telling you the way the Mets operate, and Tebow will get an opportunity, and he doesn't, he hasn't earned it, but he will get it. And that's what I'm saying. If I'm the manager, I'm just like, yeah, I'm still using, I'm still yeah. using this pitcher who I've watched hit major league pitching better than yeah, him. But he's not Bob Forsh. It's not like it's not like it's not like he can. Nobody hit had two rate. homers last year. Tim Tebow's never going to hit a homer in the majors. 
pinch hit Bartolo Colon. Come on. Well, that's a Cologne signs. I'm pretty sure Matt Harvey will be on somebody's $400 a week team too, but doesn't mean he could still pitch in the majors. These are these are the things, Nico, and I'm telling you, these are the. There's going to be a lot of what I would call sideshow attractions that are going to happen this year, and it's going to get weird. There's going to be situations where, you know, as an example, the runner on second. Did they say that both teams get a shot at it? Like, you know. If, I do it, and I score. Then, then the team that the home team yeah. gets their shot. Top of the top of the tenth. The 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 road team gets a man on second with nobody outs. Bottom of the tenth, the same thing. So you know what I'm rooting for? That they both score, and they do it for like 16 innings. Then what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you know what no, I mean. That would be a great <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just hey, it it, it would be it would be uh, exciting. That's for sure. It would be exciting. <laughs> the funny, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is that by doing this in extra innings, they are promoting the things over the last few years that analytics has tried to take out of the game. If you have a runner on yep. second base with nobody out, you're probably going to put a Billy Hamilton will get signed by somebody to be that guy. Yeah, he'll be the guy in second base, and then it's either you know you bunt him to third, and the, and then a sack fly. Or yeah. a stolen base and a and a bunt yeah. or a sack fly. So it's going to be accentuating the things that analytics tried to remove from the game as as waste outs. But if you get Billy Hamilton on second with no out, Nico, and a guy throws a wild pitch, that could be the inning. Like that's it. Billy Hamilton scores. Now you have to hope the other team scores. And how do you score that on the scorecard? Because the guy got on base. He didn't get a hit. He didn't get a walk. It wasn't catcher interference. So the guy's on base and he's actually scored now with no hits and no errors, and no sacrifices. How, do you, how are you going to reconcile that in the record books? You don't. See, that's the biggest dilemma. <laughs> you that don't. They haven't thought about. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like, the challenge. They, they, just, they just bypass that and say, hey, we're just going to have a ghost runner, and then they're going to have ghost uh, runs uh, with no at-bats. He's like, <laughs> well, he's like, he's like a pinch runner, but how can you charge the pitcher with an earned run it, right. in that instance? I mean, the, let's just say the PA is going to have a – especially when, when, like, this is brought up in Performance bonuses? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, is it a blown save or is it a – he takes a loss because the inherited runner is on second base? I'd be, I'd be Yeah, it's going to go against his uh, salary arbitration the next year. It's going to kill right. pitchers or relievers. Right. You know what we're going to do, Mike? We're going to just say in the league, it's not a loss. It just wasn't a win. And that's, <laughs> that's, what, and that's how it's going to be explained. Nobody lost here. They just didn't win. Then why not just make it a tie and make it really easy? <laughs> right, ties in baseball. I mean, one good, one good thing I want to share with you guys is I feel that it's going to be a record-breaking uh, year for MLB digital uh, games, and people may not have a chance to yeah, watch it uh, you know, in, their, in, their, you know, in their stadiums, but they're going to be blowing up the television. They're going to be joining subscriptions, MLB.tv app. I mean, that app is going to be available for you know billions of fans across the world. I expect them to have a record-breaking year uh, of revenue, digital revenues, and the new dynamic that's coming into play is FanDuel and DraftKings. They just uh, demolished the gaming, sports gaming uh, world in that little brief time that we had this year. Um, yeah. Sports gaming 
is uh, is a is a major phenomenon that's about to hit Major League Baseball in a big way. So if you want to look for big time ratings on on viewing games, um, gaming and gaming on this year's baseball games with FanDuel and DraftKings uh, is going to be the spark that this game needs to uh, to make it uh, you know back to dynamic again. Well, I mean that's going to help. But Nico, there's there's a situation where, um, as an example, Mike will tell you he he's an MLB customer and he gets their app, and he's been getting charged for months. It's not like he's getting a refund. And so, you know. Well, no, uh, let, me, let, me, let me clarify. They, they, at the beginning of the year, because uh, I have the MLB at bat, the, the app where I can listen to the radio broadcast out, out of range, um, I, I, and they automatically renew you at the beginning of the year. And it's $20 for the year, so it's not ridiculously expensive. But they charged me the $20 at the beginning in April with no games. So I, I'm expecting, since it's only a 60-game season instead of 162, and I'm only paying I, that, that I'm only going to be paying like seven dollars for the year because if, if everything else is prorated, then what I'm what I'm paying should be prorated. But I'm not expecting that because they're going to say, "Oh, we're giving you a full season." Well, it's not a full 162-game season; it's an it's a 60-game season, and we're not even guaranteed that there are going to be playoffs either. So, right, so Nico, they're going to have to cut the price for the MLB Digital in half to get that to happen. Because I'm not paying the price I would have paid for a full season. And Mike is exactly right. Mike has already been charged for no games, so that's that's going to be something they should have rectified already, and they haven't. They have no, you know, and I'm sure they will. I mean, they're going to put some some great package deal together where fans is just going to jump on it. Every restaurant is going to have it in the nation, and baseball is going to be back in business. Yeah, now, what, we, they, what they might yeah, do, Mike. Russ, is they might they may credit me for, like, say, the, the whatever the twelve dollars that I you know I was supposed to be or not supposed to be charged, and I can put that toward my at bat for next year. They may do that so they don't have to refund all this money. But still, if they if if they just stick with, oh, we're charging you nineteen ninety nine. This will be the last year I try, I get the at bat app mm-hmm. because I didn't get what I put what I paid for. Right now, Nico, that is a big factor. Another thing that I did write about on Sportsology. Tell me once during this whole process what Rob Manfred said he is actually going to do that's a benefit to the fans because. To me, he has done nothing to say anything is going to be fan-friendly and there's no benefit to fans. Even the New York Giants said, hey, we're not going to have fans for any of our home games, but if you want, you could pay and have a cardboard cut out of yourself. Major League Baseball hasn't even said that, but I saw an article the other day, Nico, that said there's a lot of peanuts, like pounds and pounds of peanuts that are on hold right now because teams canceled their orders and so they didn't pay for the peanuts and because they're bagged already, and they're usually sold at ballparks. There's nothing going. Why should those teams should have bought those peanuts and maybe sent them to their season ticket holders? Something fans are getting nothing out of this other than they're getting a season for players that only came back because they wanted to get paid. Like that's the way that's the PR of it right now. That's what they're up against. You know what? Yeah. What can the owners give them other than the game? You know. And, send me a uh, bag Rob of peanuts. Manfred. Send me a hat to to watch opening day. Give me something for hanging in there. Something. Well, I think they're going to give some discounted pricing. They're definitely going to discount some pricing here. Um, yeah, maybe throw in some peanuts. Maybe throw in a couple of helmets, a jersey. 
Um, I think they're going to be, yeah, I, I think they're going to, like I said, just the Put fact that... Put me into that, a lottery because, you know, I bought tickets. They rolled over my tickets to a credit for next year. Put me into a lottery once a month to, to give away prizes. Do something, but I don't see anybody doing anything for the fans right now. They are going to do some special things for the fans. If you look at some of their new apps um, that they're developing for this year, fans are going to be able to download an app where they can predict the winners of every single game of 15 games, and they can challenge against um, themselves their skills. It's going to open the door to um, an, an enormous amount of fan engagement. Where I play, yeah, but am I winning money from that? Am I winning prizes? You know, what am I getting out of it? Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. There's going to be uh, prizes associated, um, All right. like they do, yeah. like like they do with Beat the Streak. And right now, they have some great apps where fans can go and they can they can stay involved and engaged in the game with these apps. They can they can predict on what players are going to um, have the longest hitting streak right now with Beat the well, Streak. Russ, if, if if they you know if if one of these contests, maybe I can get a free signed. Uh, bottle of andro from um, mark mcguire or something like that that would be <laughs> no but be think about this mike so let's say we're 10 games into the season who who in their right mind is going to watch miami against baltimore anybody no why would no. me if, if it was well <laughs> you might <laughs> i wouldn't i, I wouldn't watch that I, I wouldn't watch that game if my brother was playing for the marlins right so it's like, you know but uh but I don't know. I mean, I, 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 there, there are certain things that I am looking forward to. I, I'm not completely centric on just the Yankees. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the game. But, mm-hmm. you know, after about seven or eight games, when Miami or Baltimore are 0-8 or 1-7, there's nothing, there's nothing to watch there. I mean, if there's a prize prospect in either one of the organizations, you know, okay, fine. Um, but I, you know, right now they're not. They're they're both organizations are fairly bereft of talent. So they're, they're sort of sacrificial lambs to the to the powerhouses in the NL and the AL East. So I, I wouldn't watch one of those games. All right, I I agree. But looks like we're going to have baseball, and so we'll uh, we'll keep talking about it until further note until someone says otherwise. So that's it for the game. We'll catch everybody next time. My man. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.